Welcome back to Cargumentative, a podcast where four men gorging themselves on uplifting carbs talk to you about cars and all things automotive. I'm your host, Thomas Faulkner from the Sunday Times, and as usual, I'm joined by Mark Paluta, Mike Salomon, and I Guys, it's super to have you guys back here. It's been, uh, I don't know, six months? Feels like. It was last week, Thomas. No, man. I mean, you know, just in general. Feels mm. like we've been together in this studio uh, for like six months. But we have. We have. have we? We, 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 reached, we reached a milestone last week, didn't we? It was 20? No, that was two weeks ago. Oh. Really, eh? Yeah. Ah, so we're forging well into the, uh, wow. into the, into the big How many episodes here. have we done? This is number 22. 22. Oh, what? It's an established podcast. It is an established wow. podcast. It's incredible. Exactly. I mean, we only up, I think we're up in the 400s, but no. still. <laughs> no. We don't take ourselves seriously listens. at all. No, 400 in the rankings. Oh. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. I'd we enjoy it. We have about 12 listeners. We have a good laugh. Yeah, we do. And that's all that matters. We do this for iron entertainment. My, my yeah. mom told me yes, today that she can only get through the first 20 minutes. Really? So if my mom can't listen to us, then... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's well, not a car person, though. She's not. I still haven't had a family member listen to it. And I'm talking about quite extended <laughs> family. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, news, guys, because yeah. that's what we start the show off with. Yes. Um, here's a car for, for Mike. Mike likes these kind of things. Aston Martin. DBS Superleggera Volante. Oh, the convertible. Yeah, that mm. was uh, mm. that was shown Beautiful. earlier this week. Do you yeah. like it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's the fastest Volante in the Mark's history. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. yeah. How fast? Three hundred and forty k's an hour. Sure. Five hundred and thirty-three kilowatt V twelve. Sure. Your kind of vibe? Yeah, except for the fact that it's a Merc engine once again. Um, no, this is the V12, isn't it? Oh, sorry, sorry, you're right. Sorry, you're 100% right. True. Sorry, I was thinking v- about yeah. the normal Vantage. Um, That's what it looks like. Yeah. It it's is a good car. Super Legera is like the DB9, I but it's, I mean, the DB11. DB11. But yes. it's got a better looking grill, mm-hmm. more power. Let's just get a little flashback here. I don't know. It's if, a lovely looking thing. If you squint, it could be a white bullet Mustang. Yeah. No. no. You'd, no, have to, no. Yeah. you'd have to be properly squirted. No, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> but, I, but I will say <laughs> this. So, I, mean, I do prefer the coupe, mm. and the coupe of that Superleggera is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. It really definitely is. These are really good-looking cars. Gorgeous. They really are. Aston's got their eye on the ball, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they're as as kind of relevant and as amazing as they were back in the They haven't the shown 2000s. any pictures mm. from the back. It's just me. I'd love to see the back. I think I saw it. It looks similar to the, to the Bullet Mustang. No, no, not to the Um As this is cargumentative, we can't uh, get by without mentioning the P word. Oh, really? Are we yeah. going to do it? Yeah, we are. We have to. Okay, I'm um, ready. So Porsche has confirmed, I think it was on Tuesday, that's not yesterday, the day before, mm. that uh, Boxton Cayman are going to be fully electric by 2022. Fully electric? Fully electric. And they are working on a hybrid version as well, mm. but there will be a fully electric Cayman. No, are they saying it'll be exclusively fully no, electric or there will be a, fully, be a version? There will be, be a fully, fully electric, electric version. And they are working on a hybrid as well. Yeah. So, in, so in other words, internal combustion, hybrid, and, and fully electric. Well, does that mean they'll get rid of that four-cylinder motor? Hopefully. Well, fantastic. Yeah, yeah it means so it'll get a good, good job, Porsche. It means we'll get like a... You see... Have you driven that four-cylinder? Yes, I have. And? It's very fast. It sounds very awful. But it, yeah, it doesn't sound great. I don't know. There's something interesting about the sound. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Subaru can make a four-cylinder boxer. Beatles, no, 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 no. Subaru makes a four-cylinder boxer sound awesome. This no, thing sounds true. like it's this gravelly, you know. It sounds it sounds like early Gran Turismo trying to make a Subaru sound like a Subaru. Hmm. Yeah. It doesn't work. Okay. No, it's a, and, and I think the sales actually, if I'm not mistaken, the sales actually demonstrate there's been a... Yeah, they, they say it's a not, flop. They're not selling very well yeah. in the US market particularly, which is a big market for them. Um, yeah, but I think there's been a, a distinctive move away from roadsters. I mean... Like no, but also but guys... And Z4s and things like that. Guys are complaining about um, the fuel consumption. They're saying that the four-cylinder is not delivering like it should do. Well, but that's and, true for and, yeah. for the downsized turbos, as we know, that if exactly. you start pushing them, then you lose those amazing yeah, fuel consumption figures that they get in the testing labs. That's why it's people real, like me have you know. to write this in the paper. Yeah. I, I wonder if one of those flat four engines would fit in my bus. It would. It mm. would. Well, you can try revving that to 11. Yeah, let's see how that goes. <laughs> see how many rods you can put through the block. Oh. <laughs> the bus will rise again, yeah. Um, Germany's Corolla, the Golf. 
Germany's um, Corolla. That it's so is, much more than that. It's so much not more than that. It absolutely is. It's the, the most boring car in the world. The but Golf it's 8. the perfect car. Well, so I don't know about the Golf 8, but the Golf 7 is the perfect car. So is, so is a new Corolla hatch. But we could debate this ab nauseum. But anyway, Golf 8, Spy Pixar art on the internet. It looks very similar Basically to Basically kind of sans camouflage. Mm. It's a little bit of stuff around the headlights. I don't know. It looks like a Golf 7.5. Yeah, it'll bring a bit more tech, I'm sure. Yeah, it will um, have tech. No, I think they've changed a little bit of the look. I mean, oh, no, it, come it's, on. It's, distinctive, it's a distinctive golf, but it does have a little bit more of that Arteon nose. And the Arteon's no, a good-looking car. I think it's got more of the Polo nose, unfortunately. Also a good-looking car. No, not the new one. I think so. I think they took a step back. It'll be a great seller. It'll come with all the bells. It'll be priced right. It'll be incredibly reliable. Will it? Yeah, absolutely. They're perfect. They're great cars. They? Yeah. Yeah. I've most, never, never owned a better car. The most problematic is it a, is car it I've ever owned new a golf. platform? Yeah, but Tom... It's MQB, so, you know. So it's basically the platform for everything, yeah. including the new R8. Everything. Yeah, but, okay, with that platform, let's just explain to everyone. It's a modular, ba- so you can modular, adapt so you it. Can, you can adapt, you yeah. can extend the wheelbase, shorten the wheelbase. It's yeah. like a, a Lego chassis where you can build it... You know, so it's adapted, it, but it's basically the same blocks. You're making the same chassis out of the I same. I don't see blocks. a problem with it. No, it's fine, but it's still. I mean, you know, exciting. It's basically going back to the ages of like when the when the cars first came out. These ladder chassis. Yeah. You just basically have a ladder chassis. You extend it. You make it. Put so whatever body wider, you want. And then it, you yeah. put whatever body you want onto it. Get so a coach builder, yeah. You know, people are always going. On, well, I mean, people are always going on about electric cars. All the manufacturers are going electric car nuts. Everybody's mm-hmm. building one. On the bike side of things, they've been quite quiet, which is which is weird. I mean, you've got Harley with their Livewire, and you've got this other company called Zero. Well, Yamaha has now filed a patent for yep. a electric motorcycle, which really? is pretty cool. Yep. And to me, yeah, that I makes a lot of sense. I was actually thinking about that. So none of, none of the big Jap, right. Yamaha, Suzuki, Honda, Ducati, and BMW mm. haven't really done anything. Well, Vespa's yet. done it. No, Vespa's, Vespa's done it. Vespa has, Vespa's yeah. Launched. If you want to spend over 200,000 Rand on an electric Vespa. Yeah, getting back Is that how much it'll cost? It's, it's very expensive. The last time I checked, I think when they first announced it, it was like high hundreds, 170 odd. So, and I mean, but on a bike, I mean, how much fuel does a bike use? Nothing. What, what oh, is yeah. the real point of an electric bike? There probably isn't much benefit, to be honest. Yeah. I think there is. I don't know, it's kind of cool. Well, they're, they're so efficient as is. Yeah. I don't know, but still. You might like, as well have a bike that makes A hundred bucks mm. buys me a full tank of gas in my Vespa. And that's infinite. I forget where the gas tank is between Phillips. So sure. Yeah. Um, but interesting on the on the electric car side. Um, I mean, everyone's just going nuts for it. And there was actually an interesting article that um, one of you posted today with Andrew Frankel talking about the all the environmental things. But the interesting thing was that in China there was a, a Tesla that exploded. Yeah, I saw that, and they put it on a CCTV camera. What spontaneously just exploded? Yeah. yeah. Now, now it's interesting. So, like in the Formula One cars, they've got those um, hybrid systems, um, the curse, and they are quite dangerous. I mean, when the marshals are going over to the cars and stuff, they have to make sure that those things are really safe in case there's um, in an accident. That those things. I mean, there's huge amounts of voltage going through it. Massive. So, I mean, I think that it's only a matter of time before there are some serious so I think those batteries are are lithium iron if I'm not mistaken and I think it's when the lithium and the iron mix or something they shouldn't mix and when they do that you have the combustion that's why they tell you not to stick batteries Mm. in the dustbin or your fingers into the plug hole (laughs) yeah that too I don't know see I mean we could have just gone hydrogen anyway it's all going to end up in a big fiery explosion yeah hydrogen sounds like fun yeah. Does it? Yeah. Because <laughs> it'll be an explosion. At least it's a combustion engine. Yeah, it'll be pro- proper so. explosion. Uh, talking about electric cars, like, I mean, you can't not talk about it every week. There's always something. Ford has pumped $500 million into a, a company called Rivium, which is the rival to Tesla. Big where are they from? Um, they are. So Tesla Silicon Valley, Rivian, I think, is also... They're from the States. I don't know exactly States. I don't know. Yeah. It's a startup. But the, the strange thing about Rivian is that they've they've been very successful in raising capital. Big time. But what I don't yeah. really understand is what they're offering. So a lot of uh, big names are spending money on Rivian. But to me, it's not actually clear what it is that they're offering yet. So well, I don't know if there's... If it's for, behind the scenes or... From my understanding, it's basically they've they've, they've got this like a, a chassis which contains everything okay. batteries drivetrain the whole thing it's like quite a clever modular 
approach to electric cars, mm. from my understanding. Okay. But I mean, Amazon.com also pumped in big cash yes. into them. Huge money yeah. coming in. So, uh, producer Page just asked me a question mm-hmm. Are people buying electric vehicles? Not here, because uh, they're very expensive. So, that's not just that, but it's the infrastructure. So, they're buying hybrids here, but they're not mm. buying electric. Are there any all out electrics? The i3 without I-Pace. the. Uh, the I-Pace. But the I-Pace, you don't really need infrastructure on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. It's got such a big range. You're not going to do 300Ks a day. Yeah, I suppose. The, the so, you know, Leaf's been available for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see the one every now and then. Yeah. The sad, lonely Nissan Leaf. Uh, looks like a Our ex-chairman terrible. had one. Um, it's not as aerodynamic. It was quite funny to see him have to leave it somewhere because he ran out of Did he? battery. Yeah. Incredible. Awful, yeah. And okay. it was a Nissan. I mean, and like really, like that thing. It's like What's wrong with a Nissan? saying it's about as far from a GTR as you're ever going to get. And this and Leaf is probably the most uninspiring car I've ever seen. I think you're going to find the next GTR is going to have hybridization. I'm not, no. And, and funnily enough, in that car, I think it completely works. I mean, mm. it's, a, it's a tech car. Mm. So basically, everything's just becoming a Prius. No. Oh God, this again. Honestly, this is the most <laughs> boring <laughs> subject. Yeah. But, uh, but hold on. Uh, we were talking yeah. about a Change GTR and... Uh, are we going to be discussing that? We're going to talk about that later. later. That's actually yeah, a great cool. value car. What? A Nissan GTR. Oh, I, was looking, I was looking on Auto Trader, and you can get one starting around 700s. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of car. Mm. Just well, if that thing breaks. But oh. you've got to find one that hasn't been molested, which is almost impossible. We're going to, talking, we're going to be talking about a very fast GTR, a very powerful GTR later on in the show. Good. But first, we're going to have a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about cars for girls. Ooh. This aircon is racist. For the latest political news and in depth discussion and analysis on events making headlines in South Africa's socio political space. Join myself, Amil Amral, and my comrades from the Sunday Times Politics Desk for our Sunday Times Politics Weekly podcast. You can find new weekly episodes on the Times Live website every Wednesday. This is not a Times, Can you please come in? Welcome back to Cargumentative. Now, a lot of you out there have asked us to do another uh, secondhand car challenge because um, I think you find it quite entertaining, A, and B, it's actually quite useful because um, sometimes you find yourself in similar buying scenarios mm. where you need to pick something. So uh, this week on the great Cargumentative secondhand car buying guide, the challenge was oh. 200,000 Rand. You have to go out onto um, a secondhand car um, website of your of your choice and choose a car for your daughter. Now this is first time car. Very interesting. So I mean, the first thing that springs to mind for me is it has to be incredibly safe. Okay, mm. has to be incredibly cool. Cool. Well, yeah. do you want it to be cool? No, I was going to say it should I want be it incredibly to be cool. Boring. In no, 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 no. You don't want to attract unwanted attention to your daughter. No, no, no. The right kind of attention. But what? she needs to be. She needs to want to be seen in it. She also Absolutely. needs to want to drive it. It can't be something but that she's going to be car. like. Mm. No, it's Come not. On. Not for my daughter. See what you mean. When I was a, a young car is very important. When yeah. I was a young lady, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all yeah. I wanted was something that would take me from A to B. So what's our price limit, Tom? What's our price limit? Two hundred thousand rand. Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand rand. You got to buy something now. So your your daughter's turning eighteen and, or turning seventeen. She it's needs the big a car. day. She's having her bat mitzvah. Is that right? <laughs> no, no, that's wrong. Okay. Well, I don't know. Okay, it's got to be safe. She's turning seventeen. It's got to be reliable. Yeah. It's Economical. You gotta. You no, you can't get a car. You can't get a car at seventeen. You gotta wait till you turn eighteen. Yeah, well, it's illegal. So she's seventeen. She's turning eighteen. Five days to go before oh, she turns eighteen. Oh, okay. Turning eighteen, you gotta buy her something. I would let them She's gonna use it for the end of high school. She's gonna roll to varsity yeah. in it. It's it's she's got to want to drive it. I suppose it can't be something embarrassing. But right? we know it's gonna mount a couple of pavements. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's going to get whiskey dense. It's going to get whiskey <laughs> dense. It's going to get re- yeah, reversed into things. It's a gonna, lot. 
Yeah, there's going to be oh, it's it's, it's going to be, be it needs a hot yeah. takeaway packets all over so I think, it, so bottles Mark, of water all so, over. So I think we should split Mark, this. this Mark's thing. closest to this scenario. Yeah. Okay, Mark doesn't have that much time left. Uh, maybe well, you actually uh, don't. I don't, Mark. I don't. Maybe you need to start thinking about I, I it. I don't. And and you're going to be following suit, and then you'll be. There are actually a lot of girls that we are going to meet cars <laughs> in this room. Um, and Tom gives us real world uh, examples about how he felt when he was a girl. Exactly. But, <laughs> but I think we should we should probably split this discussion. It's into current garage. Into two sides. We should go and say, what do we think we should buy? Yeah. And what do we think we they think, would what want? What do you think they would want? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Mark, you start. What do you think you should buy them? Uh. All right. So, I honestly believe, and this has been debated already. And I've heard this, and this is legitimately what he thinks. Okay, I'm go. For this, yeah. so, so, I think that first generation Boxsters <laughs> of course. are exceptional value. Why would they so, not have a Porsche? So, the thing is, is that. A 2.5 Boxster, by modern standards, is not. It's only hot hatch fast. I mean, they had 200 horsepower, it's 150 kilowatts. So it's yeah. not. It's not going to be overly fast. It's probably just Kia Sportage fast. Yeah, it probably is only that. Yeah. But very, very safe. I mean, it's got traction control, mid-engined airbags, all those things. The, the beauty of it is that if you go for a, and there's a friend of ours in uh, in in the UK picked up a first-gen Boxster for three thousand pounds now in south africa so that's that's the equivalent of like just on, just around fifty thousand rand yeah well, it's not and, possible and, in this country yeah, you're not going to get that yeah no but it's uh, here in south africa realistically you'll get a proper one for about 120 grand yeah i was no, gonna say 150 no 150 150 you will get the very best one if you're 180 to go, yeah i think if, if you're not mileage oh, sensitive tom if you don't mind over a hundred thousand k's which you don't because they're pretty robust cars then yeah, you can get away with 150. And there's one other thing that you can bring into the equation, which probably will get an absolute mint, is if you're prepared to go for a tip. Yeah. If you're prepared to go for a Tiptronic, which is not a great gearbox for the enthusiast. And only the tip. <laughs> Just the tip. <laughs> um, oh, come on. But yes, I know what you mean, Mark. No, it's I'm shaking not, my head. It's not for everyone, but it is actually but, very usable daily. And, and the, for and the varsity in, run or whatever, it's perfect. And in all likelihood, it will become the the um, the the car that that like is sort of collectible because it's the first generation Boxster that was ever made. But also, I'll tell you why I'm, I'm mentioning it is that when when I grew up, um, and I think you're a similar age, you're also similar, but we grew up with that show. Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, yeah. And there was a high school, actually, he passed away recently, and he had a Porsche 356 Speedster. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. What is his name? He was in Riverdale. Dylan. Dylan. His name was yeah. Dylan. No, yeah. but in real show. life. I don't know. Matthew, right. No, not Matthew McConaughey. But, anyway, don't you think, but don't you think giving a Porsche as a first car is kind of not a, you know, I mean, where do you go from there? Where yeah, do you, where do you go forward, like in terms of aspirations? You're like, if this is your first car. Oh, he's suggesting a Gen 1. Next car is obviously a Gen 2. Look, 996, look, 986, look, I have then a, a 987. I have another, <laughs> I have another real world um, answer to that. Yeah, I did that when I was at Varsity. I traded in my Golf on a on a on a 911S, mm. and I know where it led. So, like, yeah. not necessarily to bad places. Yeah. But um, okay, so getting on to well, what, depends, what I think. That's my what you think. What would, what would, would she want? want? Okay, uh, Mini Cooper. You think so? Yeah. No, the no reason told me. Oh. Yeah, we Which argue one? quite a lot. Supercharged uh, one? No, so that's the thing is I would be able to choose because I'd also be able to, to use the thing. So it would be... Um, no, Like a father and daughter shared project. J- JCW. So the yeah. hardest, most uncomfortable one. Exactly. Okay. With, with a union jack on the roof. Of course. Yeah, she's specific on that. <laughs> Mark, um, a little bit more time to think about it maybe. Yeah, I like the Porsche idea as, as my choice. But uh, yeah, I think I'd probably end up I don't know. She'd want something probably a bit more practical, back seats, boot space, uh, and I don't know how well a Boxster will ramp pavements. So I would, <laughs> I would get, I don't know, the as much golf as I could buy for 150 grand or 200 would. grand. Of course you would. Yeah, because it's, it's a great car. <laughs> but you buy a DSG, you buy a 1400 TSI. You it's economical, it's reliable, it's far, it's whatever. It's everything. You don't think they need to learn how to drive a manual? It's last of generation. Yeah, also get a manual one. Yeah, good. Okay, what about what about? I'm just playing devil's advocate, devil's advocate because that's what I do. Don't say it, Toyota. No, 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 no. But have you thought about golf hijack risk, golf theft risk? 
Uh, I don't know if golfs are. I think GTIs specifically are prone to that. Yeah. And polos, but not just uh, entry level kind of golf. Not that I know of. Mm. But obviously that's a factor, yeah. Yeah. So if that's a factor, then I don't know. Renault. I like a Renault Clear. I think they're cool. Or Ford Fiesta. These are all great first cars. Great. But those would be her choices. Are you are you putting a Ford Fiesta in there for less theft risk? I don't know. I don't, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about a that just now. Little bit topical this week. We'll maybe. talk about that. Just maybe now. not. Maybe not. <laughs> but uh, it's got to be. I think. A, so I'd say a practical hatch would be their choice, and my choice would be as much sports car as I could find for two hundred grand. So yeah, Boxster. We're all fine, Boxster. <laughs> we are. Sure. Okay. Um. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I oh, guess just I'm, stop uh, it. You know you're going to get a Renault, man. Or <laughs> <laughs> no, an or an Audi. Or an Audi. Yeah. Uh, I, I really must. For for there. I I I think so. My my opinion actually is that city cars these days are actually incredible. What's been happening in the small car game uh, has almost passed us by because we're all so sports car obsessed. But small cars are so good these days. And um, I, I I think I would go for a, a VW Up. So it's mm. imported. It's funky. It's youthful. It's got a three-cylinder engine that sounds like half a Porsche. It's a manual, which I think is important to learn how to can drive. Can you get a brand new one for that price? You can get Just a about, used yeah. one. You can get a very good a used demo one. Demo one for under 200. Yeah, you can get can. one. You and they come with all the mod cons uh, with... Uh, heated seats. Heated seats, Bluetooth. Uh, leather steering wheel some cruise control you know they're nice and safe they're nice and practical they're actually really lovely to drive they mm. feel solid um, I'm not sure what you would need more than a VW up I really don't I would honestly consider driving one daily myself yeah you don't and need more me too. I mean, any I'm of us rapidly approaching 40 and I'd be very happy this no, is I'm not about needs this is I about wants yeah, yeah and then I think uh, if, if a little bit more space was required I'd still go back to the the Fiesta EcoBoost with the twin clutch box is honestly one of the best single cars I've ever driven. That's easily less than 200k. That's a nice varsity car. Put your friends in. Put a little bit of stuff in the boot. You know, I think it's it's a it's a good first car. I don't know. Mm. I want to add one. Do Sorry, you? Porsche Boxster with an electric conversion. Mm. Done. God, mm. where is this coming from? Now? <laughs> This, this is not good consumer advice. <laughs> no, it's guys. terrible. Oh, right. oh God. All terrible right. consumer Tom, advice. Tom, let's talk about your Ill- illegitimate, illegitimate what yeah. car you're going to buy her. So, not that I want kids, but if ever, you know, I had the misfortune. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, and I happen to have a daughter. Uh, first car, I mean, I couldn't afford 200,000 unless I extended my. Imagine you could. My action radius from. Just imagine you could, Tom. From Corlett Drive down to, you know, <laughs> down to Oxford Road. Um, so, <laughs> Tom, the male prostitute. So, so I was shopping more in about the 100,000 Rand bracket. No, okay. And so what I did found, you find? I found something very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Low mileage. Um, a 2014 Honda Jazz 1.3 Trend. Okay. Which is a good car. Japanese will never break down. Yep. She can miss a service. Doesn't matter. I've just fallen asleep. Um, it's got that very clever seating system. Mm. So if she gets into Magic you know seats. horse yeah. riding or gymnastics and needs to load <laughs> things up into like the back horses. of the car, horses, saddles, and things. Whatever. You could put an actual horse in it. You could put, you, you a, small could put a pony. Yeah. Small one. Um, so there's that. It's safe. No one wants to steal it. And also, it's kind of unattractive. Like guy, like uh, like a group of guys going out on a jaw if they see a, a Honda Jazz they're probably going to think it's an old person so they're not going to look in, inside oh, the I car I see you're diverting attention yeah, so uh, I don't know where you're uh, going with that Tom thinking, but, yeah. but so, I've just had another thought mm-hmm. by the time my daughter's old enough to drive an Alpha QV Julia should be 200 grand so that's what I'll buy. <laughs> True I that. think it'll be much less than So can we get I'll a little buy. bit of a view from a from an independent person? Producer Page, which one would you go for? Please he chooses car. his option. Thank you very much. You don't want the Porsche. Again. I'm so good no. at this. Thanks, guys. And if so I, the poll if I, is... Boxster, yes. Boxster, <laughs> Honda Jazz, Volkswagen Up. Volkswagen Up. Or we could run the poll like this. Say, which whose child would you like to be? 
<laughs> yeah, good idea. Mike's Nadav's Mark's or uh, my, my Boxster will be electric. So let's separate the two. Okay, no, that's fair. Electric okay, so Boxster. What? Normal petrol box. We'll do the conversion. Uh, has your budget suddenly gone up to like five hundred thousand? No, no, because I bought the Boxster for one fifty. No, he bought it. I got, it, a, he didn't, and he I got a fifty eight, grand conversion. He bought it for eighty <laughs> with a fifty grand conversion. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I yeah. like the way you think. Exactly, yeah. Mark. Here Stick with me. VW up, or his granny's jazz. Done. All right, done. Put it in the poll. So, guys, and if you have any further suggestions for our seventeen-year-old precious little treasure who's about, to, who's about to matriculate and needs a ride, what would you choose? Something funky please, or something safe? Please don't play this for my daughter when she's seventeen, and then she comes <laughs> asking for a boxster. <laughs> exactly. So there you go, guys. That's uh, some insightful, terrible uh, co- consumer consumer advice. advice from the cogumentative team. We're gonna have a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna be talking about things that color our world. Join me, Paul Ash, in a beautiful soundscape as we explore the world in the Sunday Times Travel Podcast. Find it at sundaytimes.co.za. Welcome back to Cargumentative. Guys, in this segment, we're going to chat about car colors because, you know, aside from engines and gearbox choices, the most important thing when it comes to choosing a car is your color. In the 90s, teal was big. In the okay. 2000s, I in think. In the 60s, it was pastel colors. 70s. 60s and 70s. 60s and 70s. Pastel, yeah. Oh, man, I love pastel. Pastel colors, yeah. It also some yeah. nice, 70s nice got a bit browns. brighter, I think. No, no, there was also some metallic browns. Mm. Were Metallics were like the 80s. Everything had to be a metallic. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and gold, metallic uh, gold. Also, oh, I love a good metallic gold. Me too. It's awesome. No, color coding was big in the 80s, eh? <laughs> yeah. like no, or was everything. it? Or was it? Because remember, like, you used to get two-tone cars as well. Oh, I remember my, uh, my French white cars. Porsche came with white wheels. Terrible. Amazing. Amazing. Terrible. What an amazing what? thing. Your 3.2 Carrera yeah. had white wheels. And From you the changed factory, it. And you changed it. I didn't change them. They came with black, and that's the way they're staying. No, what? White wheels and a wing. It what came, a mistake. Yeah, it came. So it, what's 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 a good color now? What's the popular well, choices now? Well, let's just first go back like in some through the eras. I mean, there were mm-hmm. some amazing cars from when we grew up, like a gunmetal Golf GTR. That was that was my beautiful. first car. Unbelievable. I mean, that beautiful. And and I mean, even the name gunmetal Golf, uh, gunmetal gray, gunmetal gray, yeah. gray, just good color. Was a good color. Mm. Hides dirt well. Looked mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, but this is what we're saying: is that certain colors. They've got they, they've got practical advantages. They've got emotive qualities. I mean, a color is not just. But you look around you now, and I don't know. I was driving down the road the other day. And you look around you, and if you stop for a moment to consider what's around you, everything's white or silver. Well, silver think, silver was a distinctly early two thousands to mid two thousands color. Everything was silver. But I, mean, I think silver and white are like. They why just they you, bland and everyone. So why do we run out of imagination? Offensive. Is it about resale? Is it in, so it's resale, and I think white is good in our summer heat. Okay. So reflect. Although I have been to European countries where all of them are black. Yes. For whatever reason, it looks better. White is by far the most. I mean, I've got some. I've got some stats here. Courtesy Haynes. You okay. know Haynes that make uh, the manuals for yeah. the cars. When you under the bonnet tinkering and want to know where things go. Mm. Um, Africa, forty percent of cars white. Europe, twenty nine percent, but that's still like bulk of cars sold. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, America white, South America white. It's just all white. So what is it? I mean, what, what's what's happening? So now, but the, the thing is, we we perpetuating this this kind of white silver thing because if we worry about resale, then the people who are buying them are also buying it more white, and so it just keeps happening. It's not going to get any better. I, what happened to some color? Why no, I think actually color? there's been a resurgence. I, I think. Starting with the the hot hatches in in, and I'm going to take away like some of the exotics. Like Lambos have always been silly Colourful, colours, yeah. and I mean everything from the the, the, the purple SE30 um, Diablos and a lot of orange ones and green ones, and that's and that's really cool. But I think when the hot hatches started in the early 2000s, so like a, the the Focus RS that I posted recently in the green. I think they started getting a little bit more more adventurous in terms of colors. So if you go and look now, guys, you quite often see like an orange car. And I mean, 
10 years ago, no one would dream, or 15 years ago, would never dream of having an orange car. Well, I, I remember when they launched the... Focus the, ST. No, no, no. The 991.1 GT3 RS. They launched it in lava purple? No, La- ultraviolet. Oh, ultraviolet. Lava orange. Sick. Yeah. Those two colors yeah. are great. Fantastic colors. You see, I kind of like that pink. I mean, I I like pink ultraviolet colors like that. Also, like yellow cars very much. Pink. Yeah, pink. Like that, you know, um, 964 RS. Ruby stone red. Ruby, Ruby stone, stone red. Yeah, but I mean, you know, to all intents and purposes, it, it was basically pink. It was like Luma <laughs> it fluorescent truly, pink. It looks okay. Pink. It's an amazing color. color. Yeah. 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 Incredible. You, you and I were but, talking about it uh, yesterday. Hmm. 997 GT3 RS. Black with orange or orange with black? Absolutely. Yeah, or silver with orange. No, blue with also orange. The, mm. Blue so all with of those orange. Orange, orange anyway, rocks. So, what, so the, here's, here's a question yeah. for you guys about paint. So when a new car is launched, mm. you know, there's often like, you know, there's lots of camouflage these days and you see spy shots and eventually the official pictures come out and car people like all of us and presumably all of our listeners wait for those first official press shots to come out and they splashed all over the internet and in all the publications and you often see the same images that's right because yeah. they were they were they were handed out with by the press it's yeah, the launch color. Yeah, so right so that's called the launch color mm-hmm. or in other in other terms it's called the communication color and the marketing departments i think spend a lot of time deciding what car color that launch car is going to be yeah. so question to you is looking forward is it important or, or is there a value in the communication color so it's called the communication color and so in, in order to la- launch not like today, 993 turbo arena red yes well exactly. i think there is i think there is yeah. because uh, i mean you know Cayman i releases all the time yeah. and stuff comes in and you think why did they choose to launch this yeah. car in this color like it doesn't really you know especially the reds and the oranges because mm. they don't look good on your computer screen they don't, yeah, as we, as we found out yeah. before like you get that compression it just looks mm. muddy and mm-hmm. not very so much. a lot of thought goes into that color now the question is should you is there value in buying the communication color so I if think you were so. to choose I think the car looks car, best in that, those colors normally does it personally in yeah. what reds no in the launch color I think a lot of thought has gone into it I think they they look at the shape of the car and the design of the car and they tried in different colors mm-hmm. and they got a whole lot of people that look at it and say that works with that car so i'll, g- I'll give you an example um roughly eight years ago the cayman r was launched um 987 generation porsche cayman r was launched in peridot green i'll never forget it it's like a it's bright like a, yeah, lime, like green, a lime. Lime green. yeah yeah Beautiful and color. Uh, my opinion is that in 10 years time again when the Cayman becomes collectible, people will be looking specifically for the communication. I agree. Color. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I think it's a good point that there was an E36 um, Phoenix Yellow. Phoenix Yellow. Phoenix Yellow. Yeah. That was a cool color. Uh, uh, like, E46. I love, I love E46. No, I'm talking about the, uh, the E46. So about like the Dakar Yellow. Uh, of the E30s, E36. Yeah. Yeah. Like the E46 uh, Phoenix was Why? Phoenix is yellow. awesome. No, 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 no. Not as Why not? No, not as good. The <laughs> yellow is cool. And what's wrong with blue cars? Where's the blue cars? Cars sometimes look good in blue. Yeah, yeah. it's just because you like, love Renaults so much. Like the Ford Fo- <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. that's actually true. They, they they had those flat blues, like that French mm. racing blue. And they had that blue green color. It was awesome. Mm. I had an Alpha 145 in blue. Come on, guys. Let's all get more inventive. But I think that actually we're living in an interesting time now because before you used to buy your car you were, you were married to the color now there are options so like obviously they also with everything there's a, a, a potential negative that comes with it because when you when you and i'm talking about wraps you've got the ability to really make your car look terrible um i mean everything from uh, metallic all the way through to velvet um, and i think I you just have to hang around uh, hang around london and you'll see pretty much all all of the above but there's a there are friends of mine overseas, um, and the one guy in particular, he's got a, a Ferrari Dino 246. I think I may have mentioned it, but he uh, his car is silver. It's a very rare car, and it's a beautiful, beautiful car. But he's just wants a color change, so he's going for this most beautiful green. Um, he's doing it properly, taking out all the glass, all the rubbers, and his his car's going to be green. And I think it's going to be amazing. Now the thing, cool thing with that is you don't mess around with the originality of the car, mm. but if you want to do it every two, three years, you can almost have a new car. And, and, it's and it protects your paint as well. 
So it protects the original so, paint. Yeah. yeah. Um, it needs a good polish and a little bit of work afterwards, but it does. So it means it doesn't detract from the original. And then, and people are doing amazing jobs these days. So that's the thing. Like, as you said, wraps can have an extreme sort of chrome mirrored finish, or some people are putting cars together that almost look factory in spite of the fact that it's it's just a wrap. Changing the color of a car is barely noticeable. It's amazing what's happening. So there's a, there's a new product out in the UK um, where they, they, tr- they, they put something on your paint, so that your original paint of your car, and then they spray actual paint over that layer, and that makes that paint layer peelable. Sure. So the application is not a wrap. You know they've they've got to like heat shrink and they have oh, to cut and yeah. Uh, now they rem- they do treat it like a normal spray job. So it goes on smoother and easier, m- maybe more efficiently, and then you can just peel it off. So I mean, That's actually, awesome. your car color that you the, the color you buy it in doesn't even matter. You can alter it. So some advice. The Diablo, I mean, it's in a very demure silver, which actually, because it's such an outrageous I car, think you should go it yellow. actually works. Yellow. How much of a what, factor is what about color? What about the purple, that the same as it was in the Jamiroquai Jimmy, video? Oh, the Jota purple. Mm. Or pink, just to be ar- ironic, you know? Mm, it's a very special color. I don't know if it's right to paint a VT in the Jota color. That almost feels sacrilegious. It would have been optional on the on the VT. I think you time. should do it, Mark. Absolutely do it. I've Just seen, do it. Something crazy. I've seen a deep blue metallic Diablo VT, and my God, was it beautiful. Yeah, there's one in South Africa. Actually. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. So maybe what about I don't that? think. Yeah, it's an I said, uh, what's the purple color called? Um, I'm not sure, but it do it in that color. Do it. <laughs> Take do the windscreen out as well. Whatever. Do it. Take do my windscreen out. <laughs> Just buy everything. <laughs> I'll do my Daihatsu as well. And then, and what do you think about this whole? So then, all right. So uh, current trends. Okay. Is that where you're going? I was, I think. You're going to go there. But you can go there. I want to go there. Greys. Mm-hmm. Like battleship greys. Like, yeah, like oh. this whole new palette of greys. I mean, oh. Honda has one on their Type R, mm. Audi with Nardo, Nardo grey. Uh, Porsche's got their crayon, which is kind of like a lighter grey. Everyone's got... VW call it Uranus grey. Oh, really? They do. Beg your pardon? That's what they call yeah. it. It's, hmm. it's a planet. Bleaching uh, required. There's a... Pla- <laughs> <laughs> they terrible. Uh, I hate those. Actually, the the Porsche color, which is Nardo, is not flat. It's no, metallic. It's, uh, no, That's it's Audi. It's yeah. No, What's no, the Porsche it, color? Crayon. No, not yes, a, it is. There's a metallic gray. I don't know what the name of it is. It's not crayon. But also, there's a non-metallic one. I think because there's a there's a Panamera. Um, yes. Gran Turismo. Yes, and that yeah, that's in more. that color. That's the same that one. That is yeah. one of the coolest looking cars. I've and it looks seen. flat, but it's actually metallic. Yeah. Really, yeah. really cool. Sure. Yeah. So you guys like the gray? Because I, I depends on the love car. The gray. So I think it's car. awesome. Gray. I do as well. Yeah. On a DB, on a Superleggera, what the DBS Superleggera? Beautiful. Looks great. But, but this brings up a perfect example <clears> of actually what I was getting at is, so there's colors that become trendy for a period of time. Mm. And so grays are cool now, and then you kind of, they kind of fade away. But now if you fast forward 10 years, that color really dates the car. Yeah. It's like it quite literally dates it to a particular year yeah, almost where that yeah. was trendy. Like a teal RAV4 from like 1995. Like a lime green <laughs> like Lamborghini Miura. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a bit. That's a, a, I always that's think a good of one. 1998 BMW bottle green. La- last question. <laughs> oh, no. What's the view on changing just one ba- one body panel color? So like, like a on the bonnet. That so looks like that will look like you've had an accident Ooh. and haven't bothered to fix it. It depends on the car. It depends. On is the it car. acceptable? It depends on the car. No, it's an old 911. It's fine. No, it isn't. It is. Anything no. that Magnus Walker owns, it's, you've got full license. <laughs> it has to, to have a like black bonnet. Yeah. Part of it pink or white or blue or whatever it is. It just looks like you haven't bothered to paint it properly. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, Bad I idea. I think it's interesting. I think we need a little bit more color palette on the roads. What is that VW called? A Harlequin. The Holocron yeah, edition, I remember that. Oh, Every yeah. panel was Every a different panel color. Was different yeah. color. Yeah. That's right. It's, it's quite a clever way. Yeah. And like if, you, if you're poor and you and don't have a lot of money. Off, and What's well, amazing, they only made like car. 20 of them, but there are 100 now on the road. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They've been breeding. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, that's basically car colors. Um, guys, if you've got a favorite color or would like to suggest uh, you know, uh, cars in certain colors, which you think are cool, hit us up on social media. It's at Cargumentative. On uh, Instagram, yeah, or hashtag us, Cargumentative, and uh, pro- our producer page will pick it up somewhere on the digital Ethernet. And yeah. if and if there's enough, uh, the come back, um, Tom is really <laughs> Tom is really considering. Uh, Tom is really going to consider wrapping the material to look like a dog. <laughs> actually, when I got the material, I wanted to actually make it like that, like that sort of desert storm, like brown color, like 
be quite cool. But then the quote was too much. Far too aggressive for such a feminine car. You think so? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have gone with Paris Hilton Pink. Exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll do that next That's time. Debate for another day. Guys, we're going to take another break. Young people are making their mark. Get up. Tune into the Sebenza Live Behind the Hustle podcast every Tuesday to find out more about what fascinating careers are out there. You can find us on the Sewetin Live website or you can follow us on Twitter on Sebenza Live. Sebenza boy. Sebenza girl. Sebenza. Welcome back to Cargumentative. Guys, this is the segment that you've all been holding on for. Really? Mark. Really. Well, you guys love GTRs and I mean, fast really things. And we like, Mike yeah, we loves do. Cars if we had to choose a Japanese and car, and this GTR would be the one. It's a great Japanese car. Well, then you should uh, make your way down to the, the annual Jaguar Simole hill climb. Oh, wow. What have they got there, Thomas? Um, they've got the mother of all GTRs. I don't know. Well, I think you have seen because I sent you the, the, the photographs. I have. What's that? Uh, Franco Scribanti who um, races in um, extreme supercars and used to race in historics with me. Um, he has got this ridiculous-looking Nissan GTR. Uh, it's a bespoke hill climb car, and it does look like a snowplow. Yeah, I mean, I mean so it's it's got, it, it has got like this wing on the front. It looks like a bulldozer. It, it looks, looks like a little bit model on those Pikes Peak cars. Um, so Pikes Peak is a very, very old race that's held at very high altitude in America, and... I mean, it's exceptionally dangerous. There are lots of like, cliffs and things like that. But the cars there, they have these snowplow wings on the front that are, there wouldn't be a miss on a... I mean, that's ridiculous. On, 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 on a Formula One car. No, it is. Uh, in fact, I mean, that car, you can't even see really whether it's the front or the back. It looks no, like, you can't. It looks like a Formula One wing has been strapped to the front so and to the back. if he spins, you can just pop it into reverse and, and carry on up the hill. It'll be exactly the same. So I think we need that. to describe to everyone exactly how that looks, Tom. So, well, have a look at our a have a look at our Instagram page because we will post a picture of. It looks it. like it's got a biplane biplane wing on the front of the car so and on the a, back. So no, well, let's talk about the front. The front's the controversial part. So it's got a very oh. big front spoiler. It looks like a seventy. If you can imagine a seventies Formula One car, the rear wing on a seventies F one car, those huge, yeah. big, chunky wings. Somebody took one of those off because they had it lying around and thought, I can't afford to go out to. Um, a body shop and buy a new one so i'll just take this old formula one car wing and stick it on the front of my gtr to make downforce but the position on the front is what we're talking about yeah. so there's one at the bottom and one a bit higher up yeah. where the badge would go on the nissan gtr kind of, so, on the bonnet so you line got, with the bonnet you've got top yeah, of the bonnet so you've got the, the traditional splitter on the bottom yep. and then attached to that is this formula one style wing so what does yeah. this do tom it just adds massive downforce on the front a huge amount of downforce on the front um and um then at the back you've got an equally big wing and then below that you've got like this this rear diffuser which also helps with it sucks yeah with, sucks with flow un, under the car just sucking down so it's it's just this so you can go around corners it without braking really one would assume well, so i mean well, I, have you driven the course I have, yeah. Okay, so so I mean, the the last year the winner was in a, a purpose-built hill climb car that looked it was a single seater, um, the the lap record around thirty five odd seconds. Yeah, so basically, and the best GTR last year was thirty nine seconds. Yeah, so so basically, I mean, they 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 sort of three main classes here. You've got uh, single seaters, which is um, or which always the fastest car. So last year there was a a car called a Ghoul GR fifty five. Okay. And that roared up the hill in 35 seconds. Wow. Okay. That's fast. Very. That's and, very and is there any lift in that? I mean, would you take every corner flat or do you actually have to brake for some of those corners? Um, well, in the cars I drive, I think you basically, I think I braked once, just a little bit, but not, not, not heavily. You just come and then for the, because you go up a long hill um, and up the top there, you just brake a little bit to just help turn the car in. Okay. And then there's an S is up there, but you don't really have to come off. Really? Uh, okay. So in these, well, I mean, I was in a Jaguar, like a, um, 
and XE. So you're doing this whole hill climb and braking once. So, so well, th- yeah, in the car I was driving. Well, I these mean, cars I don't know might not actually. That's the thing I'm trying to work out here because they, they might be, have so much downforce that they can basically take it flat. I mean, then then I suppose it just yeah. comes down to your line being right um, yeah. and, and not making any silly mistakes. But That's you want to talk about horsepower because also, I mean, this monster of a car has got, well, claimed – um, they're claiming just under 1,200 kilowatts. Yeah. So I mean, oh. yeah. But on 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 these GTRs, they replace in Joburg that that does them up what, to 2,000 horsepower. What's what's standard kilowatts on a GTR? You know? I think it's mm. just under 400. Yeah. Yeah, it's somewhere around there. It's somewhere yeah. around. There. Yeah, they were like 350. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that is a huge. So what does that equate to in horse in horsepower? Probably like 500. Yeah. 500, 500. So, and, that, and that's 1,200 kilowatts. Exactly. Mm. And they say that it's capable of, because um, Jalopnik, it ended up on Jalopnik, which is a big American so car news, site. Yeah. Of course it did. Um, two, it's, it's capable to go up to 2,200 horsepower. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. just ridiculous amounts and of power. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they make those here in, in South Africa. I mean, those things have got uh, bullet um, blocks and things like that. But it's going to be fascinating. I mean, I, so I can't wait. It's, it, to be honest, it, it's not my cup of tea in terms of the way it looks. Hmm. But at least you've got something that's just completely off the wall yeah. that's going to go out there and try and win it. And Absolutely. it's going to be and it's going to be two completely different approaches to the same hill. So you're going to have a single seater that probably weighs best part of like 400 kilos hmm. with probably moderate power, yeah. lots and lots of downforce handles well. This thing is going to be like a sledgehammer and just trying to use physics, um, aerodynamics to try and get this thing to stick to the ground. So what other motorsport is there where there's there's no limits, no boundaries? This is probably the only one left. No, probably top field dragster. I mean, like they're... Yeah, okay, but that's straight line. I'm talking about actual handling and aero and power. Hill climbs are where it is. Yeah, probably. Mm. Didn't Sebastian Loeb hold the record for up the Pikes Peak? Pikes Peak. Peak. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, in a in a Renault. No, it was a Citroen. Was it a Citroen? I think so. Yeah. Um, there was a, no a Peugeot. There's it was a, French. It was French, yeah. Like him. Yeah, yeah exactly. There, there's a fantastic video of, um, I think it's called Cloud Dance. Um, it was one of the, the rally guys in a Group B type rally car Back in, the, in 80s. the 80s. Yeah. Um, and you watch it because a lot of it's gravel section. Not, not anymore. Um, yeah, now it's Todd. Now it's Todd. Back, back in the day. Yeah. And, and, and when you look at this, you actually think to yourself, cannot believe these guys are going and driving like this. Like when you fall off there, you fall a long way. Yeah. I and there's a scene where he actually takes his hand off off the wheel to shield the sun yes exactly right exactly right wrestling this group what's it called cloud dance I think so I think so we'll we'll look for it and we'll put it on but I think I think this is fantastic and I think if they keep pushing the envelope and keep developing this is brilliant we we should salute him for doing this look it's going to be very interesting to see how much all this all this I mean because this obviously costs yeah, but a crate load of cash and I want to see how much of an advantage it gives him over last year's GTR which had 950 kilowatts that did the the hill climb in 39.463 was it also he drove the low low he, what did he drive you know the Chevron the Chevron, Chevron but that was in the classic days so so I'm talking about so he's he didn't drive the GTR last year no 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 no. but he's driving this this year he's, he's driving the GTR okay. this year but last year's GTR did a 39.4 okay. okay well let's see now to put that into context a, a, a fast road car like a Jaguar F-type SVR will do that run in 44.9 seconds um, an Exige with a 2.4 turbocharged Honda engine with 560 kilowatts will do it in 39.9 wow. seconds wow. so it's, 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 it's very interesting to see just how much you need to spend yeah. and how much how much R&D needs to go into the car to scrape away so we'll, we'll report back on that I mean I'd estimate it's going to be worth sorry I estimate it's going to be worth two seconds I, yeah, don't, think so. it's, I don't think it's going to get down yeah, to yeah, 35 absolutely so I think we should have a bet let's have a cogumentative bet here and, and, and the guy closest to to what Franco so what was, the, what was the previous record the, the GTR 34 last no, year's 35 no, 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 no. Last year's GTR did it in 39.4. Oh, oh 39.4. So the winner was 35. So I single say seat. this GTR 35 as well. You think 35? Mm. So you think it's going to be as fast as a single seat? Four seconds. Four seconds. Well, why wouldn't it be as fast? It's got no. all the downforce. Yeah. And it's got the power. I'm not sure that that downforce is going to help. Well, let's much. see. But, um, yeah, let's see. I mean, I think it's going to be 37 dead. So, yeah, I was also going to say 37. Okay, let's take everyone's, and then I want to tell you an interesting point. 
What do you say? Nadav wants to, wants to add something. Uh, it's, well, I, I haven't said much, but I, I realize that. And I, I want to not, you know, add, uh, full respect to, to Franco Scrabante and, and company for for going all out and doing something as controversial as this thing looks. Um, and, you know, taking a, a making a, a kind of a local version of a real Pike Speak car. I mean, it's nice to bring that kind of expertise and the kind of uh, risk to South Africa. Absolutely. It's cool. Um, I just can't help thinking that it's it's an engineering mistake. Um, so, in other words, a little bit like a a Boeing seven eight seven eight Max. Seven three seven seven three seven eight Max. Where you where you where you fix something <laughs> yeah. where you, where something's broken, you know, essentially yeah. broken, and you fix it with something else. Are oh, you not starting out with the wrong point? So, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's all in good fun taking a GTR and putting a giant crate on the front uh, to make it try and stick to the road but I, I just think that that's not the way you know um, all this money is going down this 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 direction that's probably the wrong engineering solution in the end the fastest thing up the hill is going to be the lightest most power with power to weight ratio yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I'm not really sure that this is this well, is the right see. way to go but yep. it's going to be if interesting. I had to put it out there it's going to be faster than last year's GTR yeah. um, so I'm going to say 36.5 um, sure. Okay. Thirty-six five. It's not going to beat the. Um, it's not going to beat last year's fastest time, and I think this year's mm. fastest time will be faster than last year's fastest time. Interesting. Okay. So, so do you know you any other entrants, or is that the only one that's really being spoken well, about? That's the only one that's really been spoken about. Yeah. So my interesting point was um, when the when the Bugatti Veyron came out, it was a thousand horsepower. Is that right? Thousand and one. Thousand and one horsepower, yeah. and the. St- what they said was that it needed like, I don't know, 500 horsepower to get up to 300 k's an hour and another 500 horsepower to do another 100 kilometers an hour because the the, the resi- air resistance just compounds. Yeah, it ex- yeah. it's exponential. Yeah, exactly. So it's the same thing with, with that. You have to put so much more power, so much more aero to go two-tenths faster. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be great to watch. I mean, I think everyone, we're hoping everyone's yeah. safe. Um, but let's let's see these guys go and hammer up the hill. One day we're going to have to fun. do a cogumentative entrant. I absolutely believe we should. And I think it should be a purple Lamborghini without a windscreen. We can do it on the Classic, though. On Classic Friday. Because there's Classic Friday, and then you get the modern cars on the Saturday. Oh, that'll be cool. You're a classic. Let's aim to do it That's next right. year. I think we might have said this last year, if we were here. Mm. But let's aim to do this next year. Yep. And what car, though? I know that. You can do it in your, your 993 2.7 Carrera. <laughs> Not one. Yeah? And then we can color it in like awesome mild seven <laughs> shell livery. <laughs> yeah. Or pink cargumentative livery. Pink cargumentative. Yeah. So I need your time though eh, before we wrap this up. No, I said, I said 36. Yeah, yeah. I think you said 35. Did I say 35? Yeah, 35. 35. Marks is 35. Nadav said 36 and a half and yeah. you said... 37. 37 dead. Me too. 37 dead. And uh, yeah, just before we close, and we also, we've got a little bit of event that we're going to be doing an outside broadcast next week. I'm quite excited. Uh, We've got these Monster Jam cars coming. Um, Tom and I are definitely going to be there. We're going to have to see if uh, the other two join. Yeah. I'm hoping they let us sit in the cars. Monster Jam, baby. Mark, they're going to let us drive the cars. I'm hoping. Mm, He's going to work your charm. Those things look frightening. You just gotta hope, yeah. No, you'll 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 get it done. I do want to hear them start. One thousand five hundred horsepower. Really? Ethanol. Yes, but each wheel each wheel weighs the same as Nadav's T. Do some of them have twin engines? No, some of them are actually diesel. No, yeah, they are. They're not. Tom, I'm not. Google it. I did a whole article on it. They they run Chevy V8 supercharged. Okay. Methanol. Okay, but there's one diesel one. Maybe like years ago. It'll be fun. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> do you know that they can do zero to hundred in like three seconds? Pretty sure. impressive yeah. for a car that weighs four and a half tons. Four and a half tons. Four sure. and a half tons. Yeah. Okay, that's incredible. Monster Jam is full of amazing figures, but guys, we're going to get into that next week. Why is Paige showing us fingers? She's showing six, six fingers. Six fingers. What does that mean? Six brides for six brothers. Yes. Does she mean that she's trying to say <laughs> that time is up? Is that what you're trying to say? Is that the t- it's it's time, time for tequila? Because I'm in. Six tequila shots. Time. Yes, please. Yeah. Six of the best. She's trying to say it's hammer time. Guys, thanks again for joining me in studio. Thanks for having us, Tom. Thanks, Tom. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And um, Mike, I'm looking forward to our, our first. Is it our first external broadcast? Second one. We also did the we Binder did one. Brad Binder. Oh, yes, we did, yeah. 
to our three listeners we hope you join us again next week exactly love you mom thanks for tuning in so diligently <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you again next week for another episode of Cogumentative ciao bye